You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 44. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Got my nice little sultry voice going today because I do believe I'm starting to catch a little bit of a cold. Here we are in the winter months in Los Angeles, so yeah, it can dip down by the little 50. It's it's torturous. Uh, for those of you listening to the show linearly, and uh, one, you'll be impressed that I just said linearly correctly the first time, but two, um, you know that at last week I discussed that I was going to be doing a pilot part two, a pilot, pilot redo perhaps even, um, but Today I just got struck with some inspiration, and I wanted to jump on the microphone and send out a well wishes for the happy new year, the happy new decade coming ahead. Um, it is New Year's Eve Eve. Um, it is 8 o'clock here, meaning it's 11 o'clock, 11.13 in New York City, meaning that in 24 hours and 47 minutes, um, this country will be going nuts, the ball will be dropping. And everybody will be yelling Happy New Year and Happy New Decade to one another. And so I wanted to have a conversation about that for real quick. We're going to make this fast. We don't need to turn this into a 30-minute podcast because really this isn't one that I had planned. I don't have any show notes. I didn't uh, do any research. I'm not bringing any kind of lesson to this one. Um, Well, a little bit, you know. (laughs) I always like to throw a little bit of a lesson in. Um, but this is something that I've been doing for myself, and so I really wanted to talk about that. Um, one, we're going to get into uh, you know what you should be thinking about when it comes to planning your new year and your new decade, some journaling if you're into that, maybe shooting some voice memos into your phone or even some videos, uh, some way of, of taking note, getting out of your head what you'd like to be doing in the next year and in the next decade, and really you know getting it out there so that it becomes tangible. Things inside of your head are not tangible. They are just thoughts. We have 60,000 thoughts a day. Therefore, we have 60,000 feelings that come with those 60,000 thoughts. Uh, They are not tangible. They are nothing but, you know, just whispers in the wind until you write them down or audio record them, video record them, something, right? To me, it's not just typing. I, I really love pen, paper, hand. Get it out of your head. But first and foremost, I really want to talk about what New Year's might mean to you and what it's meant to me. Uh, this really got me, because over the last few days, I've, I've overheard a lot of conversations uh, with people talking about what they're doing for New Year's. And people have gone through very extravagant means to get uh, costumes together, to get tickets for the best party, to you know travel far away so that they could be somewhere really special right to make that night mean a great deal and i can tell you first and foremost that night new year's eve that tomorrow night it can mean a great deal no matter where you're at no matter who you're with no matter what you're doing it it means a great deal because you're there and you're present in that moment and it doesn't have to be the biggest party it doesn't have to be where all the cool kids are it doesn't have to be the most wild scene it it can be whatever you want it to be. Now, depending on what age I'm finding you at, I can assure you, this is not the attitude I had from 18 till about 30. 
Those are really my hardcore party days because that's when I was in college. Yes, I spent 12 years in college, and I'm not a doctor. I was that was just my undergrad. My favorite. Here's what I did: take fall, take fall semester. Don't take some. Don't take spring or take a really light load. Take a couple classes in the summer. Take fall again. Basically, just stay in college enough that I wouldn't have to reapply. Because if you miss two semesters in a row, you have to reapply. And uh, yeah, I just took my my sweet time. Um, and so, I partied really hard in my twenties. And I would make sure that I had all the drugs and I had all the all the all the tickets to the best parties and all the addresses and you know I I would pick my outfit out and you know I'd have I'd have everything it was it was so important I'd work Thanksgiving Christmas Eve and Christmas Day at the restaurants that I worked at so that I could be guaranteed to get New Year's Eve and New Year's Day off and rather than go home and visit my family and you know see my mom who was sick with Crohn's or see my aunts and my uncles or see my dad and hang out with my brother and my stepmom no i would work those holidays so that i could have off for new year so i could party super super hard um huge regret because i miss a lot of christmases with my mom that i would now wish i could have um you know she's been dead for 12 years and i've been sober for 3 um and you don't get those times back so you know, about the holidays, you know, just as a sidebar, really figure out what it is that you need to do to make amends to those that you've hurt and wronged during your addiction, you know, and talk to them about that and, you know, and, and see if they offer you some forgiveness because of things that they may have done and bury some hatchets and move through that stuff. Because I'm telling you what, one day, one day they're not here anymore. And, you know, it's just, you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities you wish you'd have taken advantage of to, to say things that you really wish you would have always said. Okay, so sidebar over. Going back into the New Year situation, I used to care so much about this holiday. So much. And I would take all the drugs and drink all the alcohol and I'd turn it into a bender. And it was just, it was chaos. And, you know, of course, now I'm here, Mr. Been Here, done that. And, you know, I can look at it with different eyes that I wish I'd have done it differently. But of course, I did it how I did it when I did it. And I cannot stress to you enough that whatever you end up doing tomorrow night, as long as it's what you want to be doing or you're with the person you want to be with, then it can be whatever you choose to make it. Even if your significant other wants you to go to a party you don't want to go to with people that you aren't that that, big, that that keen on, but they really want you to go so that they can be there with you at midnight to kiss and, and say Happy New Year, then make the best of it. Find, uh, find something you have in common with the people that you're around. Strike up a conversation. You know, figure out a way to make the best of it. Don't sit there and be miserable the whole time and just dragging down the person who brought you because they just really wanted to spend the time with you, but they also wanted to be out with their friends. Like, make the best of it. And I say this because I could very well find myself in a very, very similar position, um, whereas I don't necessarily want to do anything. I could be just as fine sitting at home. The last two years on New Year's, I have been in front of my computer working on websites or building programs or writing speeches. I, I I've, that's what I've done. I remember two years ago, I was building a, a website. You can go check it out. It's called allthewayup.life. And um, I was building that website. And when five minutes before the ball dropped, I turned on the the New York New York Times Square thing, whatever I think Ryan Seacrest does it now. It used to be Dick Clark. Watched the ball drop, turned on one of my favorite 
uh, techno songs, danced around in my room for like 10 minutes, turned the music off, and uh, went right back to building the website. And that's what I wanted to do, right? And so do do what you want to do. If you can do what you want to do and you know, you, like, you don't have to worry about the kids or, you know, whatever that looks like to you. If you can do what you want to do, then do that. If you're in a position, then do that. If other people want you to go somewhere and that's really what you want to do, your significant other is like, no, we have to go to this party, then make the best of it. But if you don't want to do that, then stay home. You have that right to stay home. Do what it is you want to do. And if you do have to go out, then make the best of it. And know that you can be strong in your addiction recovery and not consume. You can be strong in your addiction recovery and you can and you can push through the cravings. You can be strong through your addiction recovery and know that people can be partying around you and you can watch what they're doing and you cannot be tempted. You can just look at it and be like, well, that's what they're doing, but that's not what I'm doing. See, when I quit using alcohol, a switch was flipped and it's like, I just, I, I know that alcohol isn't for me. There, there's, yes, the cravings come and go. And I have some bad times, but I can be around alcohol and I don't want to drink it. I'll go to a fish show and yeah, there's a part of me that's like, man, I wish I could be hopped up on hallucinogenics and dancing around like all these other people. But I see other people who are just as messed up and they're not even dancing. They don't even look like they're enjoying themselves. This time you get to enjoy yourself. You get to wake up without a hangover. You get to decide how you want your new year to start. And if you go to a party and you're not thrilled with it and it's not the best time and you'd rather be homeworking or whatever it is, if it's not what you ultimately want it to be, it's not setting the tone for the new year. It's not setting the tone for the new decade. It is merely one night of 365. In the real, real world here, nothing about life is that different from 1159.59 on December 31st to 12.0001 on one one twenty? It's two seconds. It is two seconds different. You have gone from one year and one decade to another year and another decade. And in the grand scheme of the universe, the planet doesn't know that the year just changed. The, the, the Milky Way galaxy doesn't know that the year just changed. The universe doesn't know that our decade just changed. It's just us. It's just we're the ones who have decided this is when the calendar flips. If it's not the end-all, be-all night like it used to have been, then awesome, you're a different person now. Right? You've 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 been there and done that. And if you're one of those people who says, Well, Jesse, I haven't been there and done that that like you have, but you've been there and done it like you have. And if you're in sobriety and you're in addiction recovery, you've chosen this path for a reason. It bless you. You're amazing. I am honored that you're in this community with us. I am honored that you spend your time with me. I, this has been an amazing year to do this show, forty-four episodes. That means I've only missed, and I'm going to do maybe one more. No, I probably won't get the the pilot part two out until after the new year. So I will only have missed eight weeks of the the show. And this coming up year, I'm shooting for all 52 weeks. Um, I just cannot stress to you enough that do what makes you happy on your New Year's. If you really don't want to go out, then don't. Stay at home. If that's what makes you happy. If you really want to go out and people and other people don't, then go. 
Go, go somewhere where you can have fun if that's what you want to do. But just remember, don't bend it over backwards. Don't f- don't fight tooth and nail to be at the quote-unquote most amazing party of the year just for the sake of saying that you are there because no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. There's a football player named Lamar Jackson. I don't know if you guys watch NFL football or not, but he plays for the Baltimore Ravens, and they're they're very good, and he's very good. Uh, he might be the uh, pretty much he is a shoe in for the most valuable player for the entire league, and his team is favored to go to the Super Bowl. He wears a shirt after games that says, "No one cares, work harder." No one cares, guys. Work harder. Oh, you went to the biggest party. Oh, you had the biggest party. Oh, you've got the nicest car, the nicest boat, the prettiest husband, the prettiest wife, the biggest house, the biggest Christmas tree. You got the most presents. What? Nobody cares. Nobody of substance gives two dams about what's going on in your life. I know we all think that people do. I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I've got to wear glasses to read and my hairline's receding. Oh my God, what do people think when they see me? Who knows? But I can guarantee you they aren't dist- they're not tearing themselves down as much as I tear myself down about things that are not even in my control. The things that are in, com- in my control is managing my time, managing my mental state, my emotional state, my physical state, my spiritual state within my addiction recovery, making sure that I'm doing things that I believe are raising me to my highest self, that I'm putting my best foot forward every day, that I understand that like all of us, I was suffering and now I'm moving through the suffering and I'm dealing with the emotions that I had been burying away that had been triggering that addictive behavior. All those times I had to throw the biggest party, be at the best party, have the most drugs. All that time I had to do all of those things to fulfill one of my, you know, many of my six human needs. Certainty, uncertainty, love, connection, growth, right? Like, I think there's another one I, I missed. I'm not, love. I think love is, is in there. Um, but these are, these are the six human needs that Tony Robbins talks about. I did an episode about the six human needs um, and how they relate to addiction. I think it's episode four or five or something like that. Go back, find it, check it out. Pretty awesome. And these are things that we don't, now we're looking for certainty and uncertainty and love and connection and growth and community. We're looking for that through our addiction recovery and through ways of doing it through sobriety. Right, not being able to go to the zoo, being able to go to a sporting event, go to concerts, celebrate the new year without being intoxicated. It's amazing. You will start your new year off without a hangover. It is so awesome. It is so gratifying. It is just the best experience. Every single day is the best day of my life because I woke up sober. So when you're thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow night, just remember as far as I'm concerned, it matters more about how I feel when I wake up the next day. Florida Gators are playing Virginia tonight. I went out and watched the game with one of my Florida Gator friends here in Los Angeles. I'm not feeling very well, as you can maybe tell by my voice. Um, I'm, I'm run down. I'm exhausted. I've been working a ton. I got, I've got some time off coming to me. So I left the game early. I'm watching it on the on my computer as I sit here and do this podcast. I say watch. I mean, it's playing. We're winning. That's great and all. I, I only tell you that part because I could have easily have just stayed there watch more of the game, made myself more tired, come home, maybe not done this podcast, but it was just important to me that I did this. It's important to me that I go to bed soon so that I can get some rest. 
it doesn't matter to me what I'm doing on New Year's Eve. It doesn't really matter to me what I'm doing on New Year's Day. Probably watching a lot of football, going to listen to some podcasts, going to do some live coaching work, you know, going to start laying out my plan for the next year, right? That's the kind of stuff that excites me. So, like, I'm going to end on this, like I referenced at the beginning of the show, that this is where I've been doing a lot of journaling, a lot of thinking, a lot of writing lately, and I'm going to do this thing where I'm going to shoot a little video um, every single day, um, doing like a video diary of my, because I'm getting ready to start year three in sobriety, actually year four, January 13th, 2020, will be my three-year anniversary, and so I'm going to shoot a video every single day this year, uh, because I'm going to start writing a book uh, on addiction and what led me into addiction. So I'm going to start writing that book. And so I'm going to be doing little audios and little videos and uh, journaling every single day about it. And part of that journaling practice that I'm doing is making sure that I write down what it is that I want out of the year, what it is I want out of the month, what it is I want out of the week, out of each day. What am I prioritizing and what am I focusing on? And I really highly recommend that you sit down and you ask yourself, you know, based on my life's blueprint, this career self-relationship thing that we've been talking about for the last seven or eight episodes, still got about a handful more coming to you. You know, we've got the three spheres, career, self-relationship. You've got the four components of each, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. That makes up 12 quadrants. Write each one of those down on a piece of paper and, and ask yourself, what are your wants? What do you want to do with those this year? What do you aspire if you put that if you put effort into them? What do you aspire your physical self to look like, your career mental to be moving forward? Right? You've got 12 quadrants. Write down something for each. What are, what are some fears you have if you don't get these things that you want and desire? Right? What are some frustrations you have about not having accomplished these certain things? And use that as fuel to get to to get through your wants so that you get to your aspirations. Just get it out of your head. Think about what it is that you want, what is it that you desire, and then start putting some focus on that. Because we're going to be talking a lot this year about actually putting our money where our mouth is and, and, and getting our asses in gear and making sure that we're growing. You know, one of my life coaches has us writing down things about, like, what is our impossible goal for the year? And my impossible goal for the year is to be, you know, for my physical self is to be 200 pounds, solid muscle with chiseled abs. We're talking like a football player body. Like, the idea is that you set yourself up with this impossible goal, but you're working your ass off to attain it. So even if you only come 20% away from it, you're still way better than you are today. What are some impossible goals that you have for yourself? We want to push, push, push. I'm not going to let anyone else tell me, well, Jesse, you could want to be an internationally renowned speaker who helps people in addiction recovery, but lots of people want to do that, so there's a good chance you won't succeed. No, no. I'm not going to have somebody else telling me that I can't succeed at something so that I can start convincing myself that I won't succeed at it so I never try hard enough to actually succeed at it. Do not let other people's limiting beliefs about what they can accomplish become the limiting beliefs that you have about what you can accomplish. Because somewhere out there, someone invented a rocket, someone invented uh, 
the a computer. Somebody invented a, a neck pillow that 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 fits and foams to your neck whenever you lay on it. There's there's somewhere out there in your room right now, wherever you're listening to this, look around you near within arm's reach. There are 50 things that somebody out there told somebody else could not be invented. Whatever it is you want to accomplish, it can be accomplished. You just have to be willing to work your ass off for it. Don't be worrying about what you're going to do tomorrow night. Don't overstress. Don't overfret. It's going to be okay. Whatever you choose to do is exactly where you should be. Enjoy it. Stay sober. Be awesome. Just realize it's just one more night out of so many more. And 99% of the people won't remember what they did on New Year's come next New Year's. So why are they putting so much effort into making it the best night ever now? There are 364 nights after tomorrow night that should be just as important as tomorrow night. Go out there. Be amazing. Be blessed. Do what you want to do and just know no matter where it is, no matter no matter where it is you're going, no matter what it is you're doing, no matter who it is you're around, you're there. Breathe in the beautiful air. Realize that you're walking into this year sober, in addiction recovery. You're on your path. You're ready to be the best version of yourself. Because you send out that positive energy and it'll come back to you tenfold. All right, guys. Bless you. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. As always, the power of positive energy. Release and flow. Be inclusive, not exclusive. Take care of one another. Whatever you do out there tomorrow night, please be safe. Don't let your friends drive drunk. Bless you all. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.